0: Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are in every evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers who have been called by God. Called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. And here at FCBC, we say it this way. We live. Come on, y'all got it. Listen, remain standing. Let me read today's scripture. I won't be long. Let's thank God again for our praise team, our family. We thank God for them. And I'm going to tell you, you know, it's amazing. The the song that was sung, the sermonic selection, we call it. Um, And then Dante, you know, people wonder, like me and Dante be planning these moments. We don't. But we've been together for a long time. <laughs> you know, I I, I came Oh, oh four you you got here, Dante. Oh, seven, oh eight. Oh eight. Dante been at FCBC since 2008. And, and 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 we we from day one, we had great chemistry and we just vibe, man. So I thank God for you, man. And your, your ministry and your gifts you've blessed us with. So we're grateful for that. And so if you have your Bible, your apps, or just look at the screen, Philippians 4. I'm going to read from the New Revised Standard Version and the Message Bible. Some of you, when you hear some of these words today, may remember them from, I think, our midweek motivation. Not this past Wednesday, Wednesday before. But Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7 in the NRSV, and then in the Message Bible. Here's how it reads. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Read that message Bible. Celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, revel in him. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up at any minute. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Come on, beloved, let's pray. God, we thank you for at the right time you know just how to hide us the secret places of your tabernacle. You have a way, oh God, of delivering us in ways and by mechanisms that give birth to humility and grace. You are mindful of us, God. You being mindful of us is most apparent at times when we feel most alone. Thank you for walking with us. Thank you for talking with us. Thank you, O God, for reminding us who we belong to and who we are. We are your beloved children. Your spirit rests on us. And in us, you find favor, still find favor in us, God. Have your way today. Continue to have your way. Let your word do its own work. We will be sure to get out of the way. And Let you be God all by yourself. May the words that you declare on today, O Lord, and the collective meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you are our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Remain standing. Let me read that in the NRSV. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And here's the part. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus. I got to read that again. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 Do me a favor. Turn to your neighbor. Just tell them neighbor. Amen. Protect your peace. Amen. Come on. Turn to somebody else. Neighbor. Amen. Protect your peace. Come on, put your hands together and give the Lord a hand. I'm afraid to take your seat. Protect your peace. I promise I won't be long today. (laughs) There are some things we are encouraged to do by people. And I speak now people of faith. There are things we are exhorted to do, encouraged to do. And sometimes when we hear people, especially in these settings, very rarely do we ask, what qualified this person to say this to me? I I, I mean, we hear all sorts of talk and language in church. Often most of it is handed down. We picked it up. We repeat. We regurgitate. But sometimes there are some things you hear and you have to pause and ask yourself, what qualified this person to say this to me? I mean, if you look at the opening lines of This passage I read today in verse four. I mean, rejoice always. What qualifies you to tell someone rejoice always? I know it sounds like something we ought to do and we ought to be able to tell others, especially when we see people who are going through some things or to remind people that we ought to bless the Lord at all times and the praise of God ought to continually be in my mouth. But sometimes there's some things I hear from some people. I wonder what makes you an expert on this. Or better yet, have you heeded your own advice? Because I've learned doing this for some time that people can always tell you what to do, but they don't always employ the same mechanism that they encourage you to do. I like this passage. Rejoice always how it begins, not to worry how it continues. Because of the one who's saying and writing this, Paul. Not because of Paul and who he is, but because of Paul in the context out of which he says, rejoice and then don't worry. Paul is in jail. Sentenced to death. And in the face of an impending death, He has the audacity to say, rejoice always and not to worry. Can you imagine what must have been going on in Paul's mind and spirit? Knowing that his days were actually numbered. Now, let me pause for a second, because the truth is our days are all numbered. We just don't know the day. But Paul knew when he was going to die. And in the midst of knowing his death was imminent, he encourages the people in Philippi. In chapter four, rejoice always, and then not to worry. Can you imagine that? There's some of us right now. We wake up and things don't feel right. It's a little cold in the house. Our breakfast is not there. Are we? Woke up on the wrong side of bed. We can't even say rejoice always. We let the space and the atmosphere determine our disposition to the day. In other words, we let what is going on outside of us determine what is going on inside of us. And then we become a reflection of what is external, not what is internal to who we are. But when you mature as a believer, sometimes your maturation takes place under duress. And it's under duress that you learn the essence of not who God is but you get to learn the essence of who you are because it is under duress that the true you shows up to the stage I know that some of us who want to believe that we would be this kind of diehard believers having this kind of faith, but we'll never know until you find yourself under duress. That's where you begin to recognize who you really are because as long as things are going well in your life, it is easy to find the right words, to have the right words, and even to repeat words that you've heard being said because you feel that things are going so well in your life. Rejoicing makes sense, but when things are not going well and you find yourself not just in bad spaces watch this but unexpected bad spaces i'm not talking about the danger seen. i'm talking about the ones unseen the things you never saw coming the situation you never saw emerging the position you never thought you'd be in in that moment can you then tap in to your soul force Say things like rejoice always and don't worry. Paul says it. That when you rejoice, that when you praise, your praise and your rejoicing ought to replace your worrying. That where worry shows up, praise pushes it out. Where trouble shows up. Your rejoicing beats it back. Do you hear what Paul is saying? In prison facing death. Don't worry. In prison facing death. Rejoice always. In in prison facing death. He's saying praise God. And here you get up on the wrong side of the bed. A little something out of order. And you forget that praise is the center of your very being. I need you to hear this. Paul says it. That praise and rejoicing ought to replace your worrying, your anxiety. Because the truth is, and we all know this already, we've heard it tons of times, most of the things you worry about never come to pass. Most of the things you're thinking might go bad, might go wrong, actually never really materialize, which means you've increased anxiety, raised your blood pressure, given yourself all sorts of of hypertensive activities going on in your spirit for things that will never materialize. That's because, let me pause for a second, that's because most of us are busy living our now in our next. Wait. Okay, let me put it differently. We're busy living in our present with our future in mind because you're not worrying about the moment. You're worrying about what's on the way, which means that when you're worrying about what's on the way, you're missing what's happening in the moment that you are right now. You miss those moments where God seeks to comfort us, console us, where God seeks to push us and hold us because you're busy worrying about what might happen in the future. And missing how God is sending resources in this moment right now to sustain you and keep you. And Paul can't be fixated on his executioner. He's fixated in his moment. Right now, while I got breath, I will praise God. Right now, while I'm able, I will rejoice. Rejoice why? Because I'm going to die? No, I'm going to rejoice because I lived while I had life. I honored God I did what God told me to do I serve no I live I love and I serve I did those things that are unique to me that God has placed in me while I was alive I did not miss a moment to be my authentic self and show up in my authentic way and live in my authenticity and I did not try to be somebody else pretend to be something I was not because I knew that honoring my authenticity was honoring the God who made me and honoring the God who made me help me stay current current in the moment And sometimes we miss the moments of rejoicing because we make the moments about misery. We'd rather make the moments about misery than show up in our fullness. Worrying about what people will do, worrying about what will happen. Why am I saying this? I said I'll be short. Nine minutes in, I got three more. Psych. listen to this formula though paul says rejoice always it's beautiful i got i got to look at it rejoice in the lord always again i say rejoice message bible talks about praising and this rejoicing will replace worry you with me rejoice always praise consistently no matter what the context or condition and let that replace your worry. And here's the part I love, and I'm done. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. You got that? Will guard your hearts
1: and your minds. Wait
0: a minute. It's And I don't want to make it seem conditional, but I like the flow of Paul's words. Rejoice always, praise, replace worry, and. Somehow, when you're able to be consistent in that, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will find a resting place in your heart. And in your mind, hold on, hold on. I don't know how you feel about it because at times when I'm up here preaching, I feel stuff and I wish I could communicate it the way I feel it. And sometimes I want to not say anything. and just run to the back door because right now I'm feeling close to that moment where he said this. Why? Because because here it is. Here it is. When was the last time you experienced incomprehensible peace? He said the peace that surpasses. All understanding, which means that somehow when you're able to rejoice in the midst of chaotic conditions, when you're able to praise in the midst of moments that seek to usurp your own joy, somehow doing that is connected, Alicia, to receiving and experiencing a peace that is incomprehensible, that will find a resting place in your heart and in your mind. Do you understand what your life will look like when peace? finds residency in your heart and in your mind, What does your life look like? Some of us can't even imagine it because we let chaos rule and we let frustration reign and we let anxiety have its way. But to get to a point where peace says, "Uh, I'm at home in your heart, where peace says, I'm at home in your mind, somehow that can be incomprehensible. And what makes it incomprehensible is often when that peace finds a resting place in your heart and in your mind, people are blown away, especially when they know your condition, but your condition ain't matching your attitude. Oh, God, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, your condition may be dire, but somehow... The incomprehensible peace that has taken up residency in you becomes incomprehensible to people who don't understand the incomprehensibility of your peace because they don't understand your peace was hard earned. Oh God. Have you reminded yourself, I worked for this peace. I I had to shed some blood for this peace. I I had to sweat for this peace that I have. Protect your peace. Tell somebody protect your peace Protect your peace When you get it, don't let it go When it finds you and you find it Don't break up the relationship When you get to the place where your peace is at one with you and you are at one with peace Don't divide yourself How do you protect your peace? Glad you asked Three things I want to leave with you and then I'm done. One, you want to protect your hard earned peace, that incomprehensible peace, because it is there. One, get rid of toxicity in your life. Uh, I did not say try to make an arrangement with toxicity. Get rid of it. I'm talking about the toxicity that has a way of undermining who you are. Okay, okay, okay. The toxicity that manifests itself in other people. Oh, God. You have to get to a point that my sanity and my peace and the sanctity of my peace is so important that I can't allow myself to be confined in spaces that have been held captive by toxic people and allowing the toxicity to find a way into my peaceful place. And so, listen, it's not that I'm not strong enough to handle your foolishness as I'm wise enough to get rid of it when it shows up. Oh, I'm not scared i'm wise i learned that i don't have to associate with toxic people toxic places toxic spaces i have no point to prove i'm not trying to show anything i don't need it in my life because it undermines my peace and i gotta protect it i gotta protect my peace and so I got to cut loose some things. I got to let go of some things. I got to disconnect from some spaces. I got to make sure that my peace is so important that I show my peace that I want it more than the chaos and toxicity that's around. Yeah, I ain't got nothing to prove to toxic people, but I want my peace to know that we are connected for life. Oh, God. Secondly, here's here's what I want to do. You get rid of toxicity. And here it is. I shared this two Wednesdays ago. Cleanse your space. Because watch this. Even when you get rid of toxic people in places, especially toxic people, the residue is still. You try to wonder why things still, why I still feel this way? And so and so ain't here no more. Because the residue of their presence is lingering in your space. St. Paul says sometimes you got to pray without ceasing. You got to lean in and be like, I need to cleanse this space. I need to walk around and give myself some affirmations every day to make sure that I replace the toxicity with words that give me life. When's the last time you let your language and your words clean your space? Huh? I mean, walk around with affirmations on your lips. I am the beloved of God. And then every time you say one affirmation, more toxicity vanishes. You're cleansing. I am the beloved of God and God's spirit rests on me. And in me, God finds favor. I am the embodiment of infinite possibilities. I belong to God and God knows my name. That everything about this space is a reflection of who God is in my life. You missing this. You got to walk around the space that toxicity used to occupy and fill it with something. Something else. I am above and not beneath. I am a lender, not a borrower. I am blessed no matter where I go. You got to fill the space with words that heal. And then lastly, get rid of toxicity, cleanse your space, and here's the one you can't leave out. Cultivate love. You know why because those who feel they're on assignment who weaponize their negativity to destroy and disrupt your peace I mean that you worked for I gotta keep saying it see see most of us don't want to talk about this but but you've worked hard to get where you are emotionally I mean you I'm speaking to those who have worked hard now. I can speak for myself. I know I've worked hard to get to a place where I'm not defined by my negative temperament. I worked hard to get to a place where nobody even knows the, bushing, the button to the push to make me upset any longer. I worked hard to get to a place where I don't react to your foolishness and meet your insanity with insanity. I worked hard to get to this place And here's what happens. Oftentimes, the people who try to assault you with their toxic ways can actually make you a little bitter. Bitter. But here's how you beat that back. Cultivate love. You've got to get to a point in your journey where you realize Is it easier for me to live in and with love than to be bitter and angry? You you, you know why? There's some folk you'll meet right now. They're angry. They're bitter. For stuff that happened years ago. Love. Almost no, no, becomes a preventative measure so you're not overtaken by negative circumstances that have shaped your life. Each one of us in here right now can find a reason to remain angry. Each one of us in here right now can find a reason to remain bitter. But once you get rid of toxicity, Once you cleanse your space, there's no reason to lean into those spaces of negativity and bitterness anymore. Let love be the thing that shapes you. Let love be the guide that keeps you. Let love be the quality of your being that people see first and last. Be that one who's so committed to cultivating love that you begin to see that as your assignment in life. When people see you, they feel something. And then you're trying to figure out why people always want to be around you. They sense something. And it ain't toxic. They sense the transformative and transcendent power of love. You cultivate that by reminding yourself that you are loved every day. When you remind yourself that you are loved every day, you don't go chasing it in crazy places. When you remind yourself that you are loved every day and you feel the presence of the glow and the glory of God's love over your life. That's when you can say that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Not just because of God's presence, but because of my love. You can't make me lose myself. That I found in my love. You cultivate it. You work on it. You invest time in it. So that you're not just someone who's seeking love. You become a lover of love. As we say, you become a love revolutionary. And people will know it. You don't even have to tell anybody. They'll see it. Your countenance looks different. You walk different. You talk different. Because your disposition has been shaped by the love of God. When you have a peace that is incomprehensible, protect it. When you feel that peace, my God, you know what it feels like. Sometimes it feels like waking up early in the morning, taking a deep breath and saying, God, I feel it. Sometimes it means in the middle of the day when things are tempting you to lose yourself, taking that pause, finding a quiet place, stealing away from the insanity and just resting in God's presence. And then you feel it again. Protected. When people wonder why you're doing the things you're doing? Why are you no longer dealing with this person? Why are you no longer going to these places? Why are you no longer hanging out in this space? You tell them I'm protecting my peace, ridding myself of toxicity, I'm cleansing my space. And people who love you will understand your moves. Especially when they've seen you wounded and hurt, damaged and broken. They will understand that you are weary of the cycle of pain. And instead of questioning, you'll find those people will give you space. And you know what they'll be doing? Praying for you, loving you from afar, because they know you need this moment and this time in your life. Beloved, protect your peace. Sometimes it means the other night we were sitting in the diner means turning off the news sometimes. It's not that you don't want to know what's going on, but sometimes there's so much misery because misery in our country makes money. Chaos it brings cash. That's right. Thank you. I'm looking for a C. Thank you. So you cultivate love and you protect your peace. Come on, stand on your feet today. Now here's the thing, here's the thing. If you belong to God and you are made in the likeness and image of God, that means that God dwells within you. And if God dwells within you, that means that most of the things you pray for, you already have (laughs) and don't even recognize it. You don't pray for joy. You remember you are it. You don't pray for love. You remember you are it. Likewise, you don't pray for peace. You are it. You tap into what is already present. Lean into what has already taken up residency. God. Already there. And so if you want more peace, you don't go searching outward. You lean inward. And then you become peaceful. Oh. Peaceful sleep feels different. Most of us know what it is. The toss and turn, not able to sleep. But boy, when you got peace, the sleep hits you different. Wake up feeling refreshed and not tired. Peace. So here's what I want you to believe beloved, as we pray, as we pray today. I want you to remember who you are. You are all those qualities you think you have to search for. Love, joy, happiness, peace. You are, you are it. And now you have to cultivate the habits that keep you leaning inward in your life. So, the prayer is not for courage. No, we got that. Speak to the Spirit of God. Help me to cultivate the right habits to sustain what I already have. Because if you're going to be it, you have to have habits that reflect it. That's the prayer to cultivate new habits. So I can remember I am peace, I am love, I am joy. That's the request, that's the request, not for things, that's the supplication, not for things. New habits, new behaviors, so I can reinforce who I am and who God knows me to be. That's the prayer this morning. But remember Paul's formula, rejoice always. And let your rejoicing and your praise replace your worry. Once your worry is gone, his is where and the peace that surpasses all understanding will find residency in your heart and your mind. Let's pray. God, we thank you today and we honor you for how on this moment you just reminded us of who we are, who we are called to be. But more than that, you reminded us of the necessary action of protecting our peace thank you God for reminding us that we have to get rid of toxicity thank you God for reminding us that we have to cleanse our space thank you God for reminding us that we have to cultivate love these things will aid in protecting our peace we got to guard it some of us have worked hard for it God we've worked hard to get to this place We do not want anything frivolous to throw us off track. So we will protect it at all costs. Thank you for showing us a way. Thank you for bringing us to this moment. where We have the assignment and the assignment is clear to protect our peace. We love you, God. We thank you, Lord. And it's in your beautiful and majestic name we pray. We say amen. Amen. Amen.